is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name's Kyle. We are joined by special guests Drake and John. Show of the year. A lot to get into tonight. We're going to kind of just loosely hop around and look at the landscape of the NBA. We'll get into some fantasy talk. If you guys have any questions, feel free to enter them in the chat room. But uh, Drake, man, what's going on? How are we doing? I'm doing great, man. I got to show you the the Spider jersey. New Spider. It's 71 points right there. That is fantastic. And, and first show of the year. We got to have the pants. The Cavs pants. We got to have the pants. <laughs> missing some slippers and a cape or something. I am missing the slippers and a cape. <laughs> Uh, but John, what's going on, man? How are we doing? What's going on? Doing good, doing good. Um, Bucks aren't doing so good, but but we're doing pretty good. Yeah, they're on a little slide right now, but uh, they're, they're kind of banged up. They can get they can get healthier later uh, as the year progresses. But, uh, I just I don't know if you guys have any angle to start tonight. Should we just look at the Eastern Conference and kind of work our way down and touch on whatever subject we feel needs to be uh, discussed? Yeah, let's, I mean, I think we're deferring to our leader here, so. Well, so, well, John's, I'm assuming John's watched the most basketball so far this year. I don't know if you've watched much, much of the Boston Celtics. Can you tell us anything about Boston? And then it looks like the Nets are on a 12 game heater win streak right now. So they're, they're interesting to watch too, but what can you say about the top teams here in the East? Well, I, I think, um, you know, all of them are dealing with certain health issues, but overall they're just kind of rising above it and playing really well. I think Boston is the class of the NBA right now. Their coach is still kind of figuring his shit out and they're winning games despite it. And their players are amazing, especially Tatum and Brown. Um, but they have really great depth now, uh, better depth than they've ever had. And kind of, especially at the point guard position, I think they're a little weak at center, but overall just a stacked, stacked roster. You mentioned the Nets are on a big win streak, and um, but we're looking at the Celtics right now, and I mean, there's just it's, it, it it all starts and ends with Tatum. He's obviously one of the fantasy MVPs of the season, a uh, really good candidate for actual NBA MVP, um, and you know has a pretty good chance to 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 lock that up at some point this year, if, especially if they end with the best record in the league. He's averaging almost 31 points per game, which I, I can't remember. When's the last time a player averaged more than 30? Was it Harden when he was running it? Yeah, I think Harden and uh, maybe Westbrook. Okay. Uh, no, the, so I listened to Brian Scalbrini, and I don't know. John, have you checked out Scalbrini? I haven't listened to him in this season. He, he, but does, a, he does a morning show, and – Honestly, every time I listen to it, I think of us three because you're Scalbrini. <laughs> like, has the best takes. And, uh, yeah, so he he actually does the Boston home games. And so I listen to him all the time. And mm -hmm. the, the crazy thing about Boston is they're doing this all without the guy that took them to the finals last year. Like, their head coach completely axed, is done. For yes you know, obviously good reasons, but they've had, like John touched on, they've had this coach step in and he's been, uh, he's been feeling in great. I mean, he has like maybe two college jobs that he was uh, an assistant coach or a head coach at. Uh, I think he was a D2 head coach before yeah. joining the Celtics. Staff. Yeah. Before joining them. Um, I mean, he has league experience obviously, but uh, what the Celtics have been able to pull together is is beautiful. Um, Grant Williams, I, I find it hard to drop this guy. That's my problem every year, as we know that I, I you know I get attached to a guy that's just going to put up twenty two points a game. And I think you've that's fantasy points, by the I way. I think you've dropped him maybe three or four times this year. He's that guy that you you just find yeah. a way to get him back every week. Yeah, he's he's mine. So don't touch him. But no, he he puts in meaningful minutes sometimes. You know, he's always getting the minutes. So if I filter by minutes, he's he's getting the fifth most minutes on this team at about twenty eight yeah. points or twenty eight minutes per game. Horford's up there at thirty. Um, so Which he's is, still running hot. But they seem Horford's to probably probably going to die down here in the second half of the season. Would you think, Kyle? I would I would say you're probably going to see Grant Williams' numbers continue to go up uh, as yeah. we get into the middle of winter. And they're also using – it's nice to see Blake Griffin. He's only getting about 15 minutes per game, but that m number might go up a little bit too as they're just trying to rest guys. But it looks like they have – This is a good chance. I, I don't know what's going on with Robert Williams here. He's just missing one game, but he's been pretty steady 
Uh, I guess December, he missed a lot of games too. So he's not really fully worked into the rotation yet. So that might be some minutes cutting into Horford soon. I think Robert Williams was actually hiding the relationship for <laughs> Mika Doya. So right. kind of in the doghouse right now. No, that, that is a, that's curious though, because I thought he would play more. Um, Robert Williams has been hurt. He was, he missed the whole beginning of the year because of an injury. And so okay. I think he's, I think he's, they're easing him back. Current injury has anything to do with his recent or his previous injury, but he started the season out. So. Yeah, so he came back December twenty or December sixteenth, and he's he's kind of hovering around twenty minutes per game. Uh, maybe that's something that we see. It looks like they're they're, they're just being really cautious with him, and yeah. I think that makes sense, uh, especially with Al Horford and Blake Griffin playing well enough where they don't need to stress it. So Celtics are fun. They got about seven eight guys in fantasy. Any final thoughts there on the Celtics, or should we move on to the Nets real quick? I think we can switch the nets. So, bro, what I remember Brooklyn like I mean I would I would I the first 2 weeks of the year they were kind of the laughing stock. They they weren't getting anything done and for them to be on a 12 game win streak right now, I think everyone's kind of forgot about the Kyrie Irving uh stuff going on early in the season, but now they're settling in here and they have uh, they don't have a lot of fantasy appeal because it's all Irving Durant, but Nick Claxton is a guy that uh, has improved massively i don't know if he's got any potential to win like improved player of the year but he's he's definitely playing much better than people thought uh john what can you tell us about any nets uh, action you've seen this year yeah no i think he hit it well i mean like durant and irving are dominating their fantasy production kind of like a, a josh jacobs Devonte adams if you're in like the in the football uh, analogy world but um yeah, I think Claxton's been really productive. He's obviously taken a step up this year, uh, certainly statistically. But I mean, you know, he looks—he's—he's he's just playing more minutes than ever before. He's, you know, the, the Durant and Irving have good chemistry with him. They're feeding him lobs, and he, then he, you know, as a result of getting some easy buckets from those two, he gets really engaged on defense. Um, Simmons, you know, probably has a little upside, maybe. Um, you know, theoretically, he's still kind of working his way back mm -hmm. from a back plus a mind issue <laughs> and maybe a shooting issue, but that's maybe not the point. Um, so, you know, Simmons potentially could continue, like could improve his averages over the season. Yeah. Also, I like TJ Warren. I picked him up. I'm, uh, you know, he just came back. I don't know what kind of injury he was dealing with, but he missed, I think, almost the entire start of the season as well. Um, and he's been, as you can see, just kind of slowly getting ramped up, uh, the last like week or two, he's been playing a more full minute load. Um, but he's, he's got some interesting upside too, you know, just kind of thinking about who else is useful on this roster. Um, that's about all I know about this team. Uh, Royce O'Neal looks good and he's playing consistent minutes, but he's not a super, you know, he's kind of just steady Eddie guy. So I think, I, have, a, I think a healthy Seth Curry mm. becomes a, a play for your fantasy team down the line. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you kind of hit it though. Like they're very top heavy, and it's great to have one of those top guys. I watched the Nets play the Cavs the other night. Um, it's frustrating because like you have the better team, but do you have the two better players? Yeah. And that's kind of what the Nets do. Um, Claxton, though, he made a freaking brilliant block at the end of the game on DJ. So I, I, I like him uh, going forward, too. Like John said, he's he's going to get minutes, and he's going to be – He's he's averaging two and a half blocks per game right now. Over the last seven days, he's got a couple games with six blocks, so that puts his average up to five. But he is a defensive uh, piece that you have to worry about when you're going up against him. And he's kind of on, like he can flirt with double digits every game and he's going to touch, you know, four or five categories for you too. And you can kind of yeah. see the numbers here. Like this is, I mean, if we're, if we're drafting today, I would say Nick Claxton's probably a third round pick um, somewhere in that range. If he's going to be averaging this many, like he's averaging 33 points per game on the year, but I think yeah. his numbers have been uh, trending upward. So he's a really fun, exciting young player. Um, and then I wanted to touch on TJ Warren because I do, I still, uh, the last few weeks I've been putting out a waiver wire uh, video about 10 minutes long and TJ Warren tripped all the sensors this week. So he was on the show and this is the guy that John mentioned his, you just got to look at the minutes. And one of my favorite things to look at here is you can see his season stats. Like he's, his minutes are up about six minutes over the last seven days. Points are about the same, but you're getting a guy that's going to be playing more and more. His scoring is starting to trend up too. So uh, only under 4% rostered TJ Warren. 
uh, it wasn't too long. Was it the 2020 uh, NBA playoffs where he just kind of went nuts for the a bubble? The bubble. Yeah. The, the bubble. Yeah. The bubble. Bubble. A bubble all star. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, Warren was all NBA bubble team or whatever. Yeah. So he's, he's at four percent rostered. He's definitely a name to kind of keep an eye on. And then um, I, I did roster Royce O'Neal for the good majority of December. I just cut him recently because. Uh, he missed a couple games and then he kind of stumbled, stumbled out of the gates here. But it looks like he's getting back into form and he's going to play a ton of minutes for them. Uh, he's not going to do anything amazingly well, but he's going to touch all the categories that you want. Uh, and he's only about 28% rostered. So we like that. But yeah. So, so O'Neill is more rostered than Claxton. Uh, Claxton is sitting at 80%. Oh, okay. 80%. The Nets have four guys over 80%. Wow. Uh, and then the other guys would be looking at it be Royce O'Neill, TJ Warren. We'll see if Seth Curry can kind of get in there more. Bill too. Harris is kind of that guy, you know. If you need someone for yeah, a night, two games in a row. Yeah, he hasn't been playing for a while, but he's no. getting back into the lineup. But before, if you look at his numbers earlier in December, you're seeing the minutes there. See, that's so, the thing about this Nets team. It's a good team to monitor because they do not have any depth. And the minutes tend to, like, they, yeah. they kind of ride the hot hand with whoever they got, whether it's yeah. TJ Warren right now, maybe it's Seth Curry in February. You know, keep an eye on the Nets and see who's getting the minutes because it seems like, where there's minutes, there's going to be points. What's going on with Patty Mills? Um, let's see. He has not been playing often lately. He's kind of more of a sporadic, probably a, a spot start. But even that, like he's got 34 minutes in that game. Yeah, that might have been maybe Irving missed or something. Yeah. Um, something. Yeah, definitely it. check the nets and see. You know, if you see someone starting for that game and they're available, they might be worth a pickup for the night. But uh, that's good on the Nets. Do we want to quickly? I guess we got the Bucks and the Cavs coming up next. So Let's, I'll defer to the experts. I'm not going to say anything about the Bucks. So okay. Let's go ahead. Well, John, this is the moment here you've been waiting for. Let's talk about the state of the Bucks. I just saw the Bucks on Sunday night, and I just I wanted to go home at halftime. It was it was really bad. Like I'm watching Ruri Achimura and Daniel Gafford uh, just destroy the Bucks inside the paint. There was not much um, important question, Kyle. Where did you go before the Bucks game? Well, we watched we watched the Packers slap the Vikings around uh, often throughout the day on Sunday, so that that was did nice. You hit a couple spots though. Did he hit Good City? We um, did not hit the Good City. We no? we tried to get into the Mecca, but the Mecca man, they are such they are such bastards there. Like they reserve all the tables and stuff, and like there's clearly tables open, but everyone's got the reserve stickers on. John, John and I had no issue getting into the Mecca. So I don't know what your thing is. To, well, be I, there, to be fair, we were there two hours early or something. Like see, I, um, my, the Bucks game was at <laughs> on a Wednesday night game. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, that's the Wednesday. So like they had all the Packer traffic coming in early too. So it was yeah, sure. it was a combination of the Packers and the Bucks at one time. So we yeah, so what'd you end up hitting up? Uh, we went to this place called the Milwaukee Brot House, and we ended up chilling there. Uh, I almost won a motorized scooter, which would have been cool. They had drink <laughs> raffle tickets going on, so that was kind of fun. Almost scooted on into the Pfizer. That sounds awesome. So yeah, it was a good time. There's yeah. so much stuff there; like you, mm-hmm. you can't go wrong. Yeah, if you, if you can't get into one place, just keep going down one one yeah. step next door. You'll find something. Um, but anyways, so, John- anyways, we were paid five dollars by the Deer District to yeah. give out that shout out. <laughs> Deer District Bucks is a fun place to. If you've never been to a game and you can travel uh, anywhere from like if you're in Minnesota or Chicago or to come to probably the one of the better basketball spots I've been to. Honestly, like they've created such they, a great. They built a good atmosphere yeah. um, for sure. And I'm ex- like once it gets warmer too, and the Deer District opens back up with the live viewing parties, that's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, but right now the Bucks are not fun to watch. We have Chris Middleton. Do we, John? Do we have any knowledge on Chris Middleton's re-entry into the lineup? Yeah, uh, he's not playing today or tomorrow, and not sure when he's coming back. He's been practicing alone or, like, you know, doing limited practices, whatever. So, doing, uh, you know, his own drills and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's going on with him. But he's, like uh, his absence has been huge for them. You know, yeah. it's been really, really devastating. Drew Holiday's missed a lot of games this year as well. And I think, uh, really, that on its own it describes – a little bit of their recent situation. I, earlier in the season, you would have said the Bucks were handling their injury challenges really, really smoothly. Right. Um, but uh, it's finally kind of caught up with them. On the other side, though, they just got Joe Ingles back about a week or two ago. I'm not necessarily sure if he'll be a good fantasy piece, but um, like if Middleton doesn't play a bunch of games this year, um, you know, if they have other inju- uh, injuries at the wing, Ingles 
is kind of the one of the only other true small forwards on the roster. Um, I guess you could argue Connaughton and Matthews do that, but I think they kind of play up a spot doing that, but that's not that big of a deal. So, you know, a little, a little bit more injury on the wing could really open up Ingles. He had a, you know, double, double 10 point or like 14 point assist game recently. Um, he's just got upside compared to kind of Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, Javon Carter, George Hill, guys who are doing well, but like are doing okay, but you know, they, they don't have a lot of kaboom in them, so they don't have a lot of upside. So, um, but Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez have been exceeding expectations, mm-hmm. both real life and fantasy this year. It's, it's a very impressive what they've been able to do. Um, Bobby rebounding, he's averaging a double double off the bench and Brooke, uh, just pretty much outright leading the NBA in blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, while also scoring pretty, you know, better than last year and rebounding better than last year, so it's 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 good fantasy production here for a cup for four guys and theoretically should be five, but that Middleton spot is is a black hole in the situation and on the roster and you know for the record book and for fantasy I think too. So it's frustrating. It does. I reading Middleton's uh, write up here does say following back to back. I guess he has a chance to play. Friday. So this was written um, yesterday morning. He's got a chance to maybe sure. play in the week. So maybe he's not too far off. Maybe next week would be doable. Uh, but having just watched this Bucks team on Sunday, uh, I got to say, Joe Ingles did not play his best game. Uh, that, that was for sure. But the guy that I want to see more of and the guy that kind of energized them, Marjan Bochamp. He, sure. He was fun. He was hitting threes. He had 11 points, four rebounds. He, he was he was active and, and moving around and he wasn't afraid to to shoot an attack and try to do some things. So I'm I'm hoping that he keep, can keep get scrolling down in November. So yeah, he didn't really play much no, until recently. Show that. Oh, there's no more. What do you need? I'm pretty sure he was playing against the Cavs that game. John and I went to he did. He did. game. He did. The, he was hitting November. It was November, though. It was a November game. Yeah. Okay. He was in Milwaukee. Like he couldn't miss. Yeah, he's um, he's definitely a guy that needs more playing time. I mean, I, I, I think Pat Connaughton's going to be a guy that if he's going to continue to get minutes, Grayson Allen continues to get minutes. I, Javon Carter's just purely the backup for Drew Holiday, and it, it looks like the Bucks have five guys that are averaging or over eighty percent rostered. So that's kind of the main five. If you needed to start someone for outside of the top five, I'm probably going to say it's only for a game or two. You know, nothing really too serious. So that's kind Three, of the right. Five. Um, Sergi Baca got some minutes the other night too. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, and then uh, what happened to Jordan Nawara, John? He's just not even in the consideration for minutes anymore. Yeah. Well, you did, we've, we've been talking about a lot of guys who are playing kind of that shooting guard, small yeah. forward wing spot. And so Nora has really just kind of fallen out of the rotation. Um, he almost didn't get signed this year. So, um, I, 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 you know, unless there's injuries, I don't expect him to. Uh, he had 27 he points against the Cavs tonight. He did have a. He was like the second leading scorer that night or some shit. It was crazy. I gotta watch fucking Jordan Nawawa come off. He's he's spurty. Uh, but uh, any final thoughts on on the Bucks or should we slide on over to the Cavs? Do you? I mean, I'm asking two Bucks fans here. Fantasy perspective, obviously included in this. Does this team need need to make a move? They need someone else. If, if they were concerned, I mean, do they about, want to win a championship this year? Do they have to make a move, right? If they're concerned about Middleton long term, I I would say you can make a move. But I think if you look at Giannis, Drew, Brooke, Portis, and Middleton, like those guys are your heavy hitters. They're going to be. You're, you're playing five guys, like even through the regular season, these guys are getting worn down. Right. Um, that, that's why I think the most important pieces are going to be Connaughton. And if they could develop a little Marjan Beauchamp, to, if, if he can play 10 to 15 minutes in the playoffs, that's great too. And, and then Grayson Allen's going to be the guy off the bench, but they don't really have, I mean, when, whenever you don't have a six man, essentially we don't have a six man. So I, I yeah. think that could be uh, of interest. I don't know what's going like. They don't play Wesley Matthews either. He's still, he's still hanging around, but he's, he's not really seven years old. Yeah, he's not really in play either. So there's potential. I I don't know who you trade away to gain that player, Um, but if they can find a way to get someone that can compete. I I think Coddington gets moved. Interesting. Okay. Well, he gets moved because he's going to have to be part of something. 
Well, that's, a, that's exactly it. You have to you have to concoct wild deals. Like if you want to upgrade, you have to basically trade. Got you have to trade like two or three of Allen, Carter, Connaughton, Hill, Matthews. Essentially, those are like if you pick you know two or three of those five or six names, package them with. I think Ingles becomes have, a big and that's that's the only way you can really upgrade. They're talking about trading for guys like Jay Carter. They're, or Crowder, excuse me, they're talking about trading for guys like like Troy Brown Jr. It's like, you know, they're we're not talking Nick Crowder about- makes a big difference on this team though. Yeah. Sure, but I mean I he's think- older and he doesn't he hasn't played all year. I mean, but age isn't a thing with this squad. I don't are not building for the future. You're winning championships. Well, if you could tell me that the Bucks they're, they're going to make the playoffs this year, no matter if Middleton and whatever in and out of the lineup. They're still going to make it. Um, but if you can get to the playoffs with all the top five guys healthy, those guys are going to play heavy minutes in the playoffs. They're probably all 30-minute plus in the playoffs. So you really only need that that extra piece. So it, it's Pat off the bench if he can stay. You need, you need eight for the playoffs. I, I think Grayson's more um, – Grayson's a good piece for the playoffs. I think Grayson's more movable than Pat Connaughton because Pat offers so much more on the court than just shooting. Like but other did. teams are going to not want Grace and they're going to want Pat, right? Well, I like think – He's going to have to be a, a centerpiece, I think. Sure. I, Grayson's probably along the lines of, you know, like the Kyle Korver type where someone just wants a guy that can shoot some threes off the bench for them, and, and that's fine. I don't know if that if they're, if they're he's needed for this this Bucks team, so I'm, I'm open right. to that. But – yeah, let's move on to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and we'll let Drake take it away. And I'm sure he's watched pretty much almost every Cavs game that he can this season. And did you watch the 71-point doozy? Um, I watched the end of it, yeah, because I, okay. I was paying attention to what was going on in football, obviously. And, All right. But uh, the Cavs have kind of a crazy fantasy team because you can play, what, six or seven guys? Yep, down to about Kevin Love. Yeah, and then you get down, um, you know, Rubio, he's owned by Dalton. He's going to be coming back here soon. Um, so that adds a huge piece to this team with Rubio. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they are they finally have that superstar, which is Mitchell, to uh, kind of lean on for those 71-point games. <laughs> but, I mean, they – so I was talking to Kyle earlier this week, and I said the Cavs are finally winning games that they should, and they are splitting the games that are against the top teams, mm-hmm. like the Bucks or you know, the. I mean, they've done pretty well against the Hawks. So going up and down. I mean, obviously Mitchell is a huge piece to your fantasy team. Garland has become that guy that is starting to score and. Allen, as Hef knows, is a fantasy gem. What do you, did he have six blocks one game or something for you? Something insane. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mobley, when healthy, is just like Allen, but he, he scores a little more and puts up a little, uh, little less in the defense. So, so he's got a little ankle situation going on right now, but he's been yeah. He's and been- he had a back situation last week, so I think they're kind of uh, <laughs> slow. So rolling him in. Then you have Levert, who at any point can put up the points. I mean, he's pretty consistent. You know, you see some of the bigger uh, like mm-hmm. that 36 game put up 23 points. So, and Love's still getting the minutes. The dude is probably needs surgery, <laughs> and he uh, is still just playing. All he does is uh, pass the ball and shoot threes. 17 rebounds last night, though. Wow. Yeah, that's insane what he did. And I sat him. So the world knows I'm playing Kyle. I have Donovan Mitchell who scored 71 points, and I'm still losing. So, But it's a good yeah. time to be a Cavs fan. Um, John, yeah. have you – I don't know how many games you've been able to watch of the Cleveland Cavs. What's your biggest takeaway from what they're doing this year? Yeah, no, I've seen the Cavs play quite a bit, and I've attended a Cavs game uh, in Milwaukee with, with Drake, um, which was really, really cool. Um, Cavs are Cavs have a, a very balanced roster, and it's like kind of top heavy but balanced. So you have two guards who are really good, and two bigs who are really good, and a little bit of injury issue across both position groups. But um, 
I think if uh, Mobley is one of those guys actually that I would kind of like try to target in fantasy. He's he's ninth in his position group right now, and he's been like to Drake's point, kind of he's been playing through some weird injuries—not weird injuries, but like nagging injuries almost all season. I actually feel like he could go up a level mm-hmm. if he gets fully healthy for the second half of the year. But um, yeah, it, it's it's a really good roster. There's some some cool upside guys like uh, Lavert um, and uh, Love and and Okoro in the right situations. Like if there's a player missing from time to time, or mm-hmm. um, they can go on just kind of good hot streaks. But um, Okoro much more, you know, like a couple tiers below those other guys, but um, in the right situation can produce. So. Uh, a useful, useful fantasy t- roster this year for the Cavs. Lots of lots of guys drafted in top six rounds. So. Yeah, and I, well, I filtered this by the last seven days, and you have six players averaging more than twenty nine points per game, and you got even you even got Chede over here with twenty two points per game, and he's Chede's had some some uh, like bangers of he's games. Some minutes too. Yeah, he, he plays a lot. They like him a lot. Um, Chede he. You're gonna have to, he's a situational guy. You yeah, know, you're gonna have to pay attention. Say they have back to backs. I'm picking up Chetty. Yeah, because you know he's playing both games. Um, but to John's point, I, I I think Mobley can start getting into that 40 point range here mm-hmm. in the second half of the season. Where yeah, he's just, Definitely a good buy low opportunity right now. And then uh, I don't know what's gonna what's the outlook when Ricky Rubio comes back. Does that hurt anybody particularly? Um, no, because they really haven't used a guy. Um, they they signed NATO to kind of be that backup point guard, but Mitchell mm-hmm. and Garland have been playing an insane amount. So you'd probably be looking at yeah. you know roughly these fifteen to seventeen minutes when like nobody was picking up NATO anyways. So. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but we're when... probably looking at twenty minutes a game. So do we have a date on when? Uh, it sounds like he's close. Yeah, he's in he's, January. Uh, he's probably he's this month. He's January. Okay. No. Well, perfect. He's definitely someone to keep an eye on. He's under five. He's about five percent rostered. So if you guys have IR spots, definitely look at adding Ricky Rubio. He's going to be back at some point soon. Uh, and then I do want to shout out uh, Donovan Mitchell and Robin Lopez combined for seventy-one points last night. Don't forget seventy-two. Seventy-two is a, yeah. is, a is a joint effort. So uh, that's what Cleveland's got going for them. They were uh, testing for PEDs. This uh, did we want to touch? Um, says hi to the basketball world. Good evening. Hi. <laughs> I was talking Cavs. We're talking Cavs. She's magnetic to the Cavs. <laughs> <laughs> that is a cool helmet. I love that. We got a. She got a scooter for Christmas. Yeah, she's so scooting the base. Scooting down here in the base. She, <laughs> Kyle, she stole your gift from last night. It was a, it was a nice. It was like one of the ones you get like with the the lime scooters or the bird scooters or whatever. Like a nice, oh, wow. nice one. So yeah. dangerous uh, with the right, uh, I guess the right evening going on. But anyways, we covered the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. Did we want to talk Philly or any other team? I guess John, what's the biggest surprise in the East so far? Um, I would say probably. I, for me, it's the Bulls. I mean, I thought they would – and I wouldn't say they were going to be a good team, but I think I think I thought they would be competitive. And, and Bulls and the Pacers. Like, I feel like in my mind, if you look at those standings, probably, the standings could be – like where everything looks kind of sort of right. Maybe the Knicks are a little high for in my mind, but I feel like Bulls, Pacers would have been flipped if I would have, you know, yeah. like my, in my early preseason rankings or whatever. But um, – so, you know, if you want to take a positive, the Pacers are overperforming. If you want a negative, the Bulls are underperforming. <laughs> Beautiful. And then, uh, Drake, did you have any surprises or disappointments so far? Um, I watched the first game of the season the Cavs played, and it was against the Raptors, and I thought maybe they were going to be a top four seed. Um, they, I think through injury, but also that just something's not right there. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was – a green as you guys could see with uh the bulls because i like john said i thought they were probably where the pacers are at um and they could be i mean we're still early but and to give credit to the pacers i mean Mm -hmm. there's halberton is a baller Mm -hmm. 
So um, I got to give credit to them and their coaching staff. They've really, uh, Rick Carlisle has kind of put in a culture there and they're playing good ball. I'm, they beat the Cavs on Sunday night. It's a, they're not an easy out. I mean, even if you think you should win, you might not. They're one of those teams that are really well balanced and they're going to play. They, they play really consistent. They have a lot of people that they like to, to, to spread things out with and they're going to be consistent. They're not going to blow up anytime soon, but they're going to give you a fight. Yeah. Right. Well, you you got to come prepared those nights, you know. Um, and then um, to piggyback ahead. on that, the Pistons. I mean, obviously the Kate Cunningham injury was yeah. huge, but preseason and starters, I thought they were better than this, and they're still down there. But if you can think about it, what if they uh, get the first pick? Right, and they're they're just they're back to their Piston ways, and maybe I mean, Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart's a great fantasy player. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that's what they're they're kind of doing here. They're just kind of not throwing they the can year. Pick one and team it with Cade and all these Ivy and wow. Uh, I mean, we're at, we're at the point where Alec Burks and Hamadou Diallo, Sadiq Bay, Sadiq Bay is still a nice player. We didn't know Alec Burks was still in the league. I thought he was playing in Israel. Dude, he, he, look at his last five games. He popped up on my my waiver wire show. He does, yeah. Getting minutes, getting points, getting steals. Um, he's a fun player to keep an eye on. Uh, I've, uh, he's one of one of those guys I've had. I've had picked him up, dropped him, picked him up again. Guy, John's taken that man to dinner too many times. <laughs> and then there's Diallo, who when he gets minutes, he gets Diallo's minutes. good when he gets minutes. Yeah, I mean he's a, he yeah. touched five categories the last two games here, so a couple thirty point games. He's not even one percent rostered. So. Corey Joseph is on this team, so that tells you yeah. everything we're at. Uh, so it's it's unfortunate for the Pistons, but they're going to continue to play these young guys. I want to. This team has probably like the highest ceiling if they can get that top pick. Even Mar- well, Marvin Bagley's back. He had been playing decently. Uh, he was, but then he Mar- about, Marvin Bagley did. And, yeah, averaging about twenty-two points per game there. Anybody else they're missing besides Cade? Just Cade. Uh, but having just been to I mean, the how's, how's Ivy been this year? Uh, let me see, Jaden Ivy. Um, I mean, he had one one not so good game here, but it's very weird that he's not playing that much. Like, relatively consistent though. What's the point? He, he's getting. I mean, he's playing every game though. He should play forty minutes a game though. And, and he probably will. And he probably will. Yeah. Over time. Like, what? What are you holding out for? Sixty eight percent rostered. If anyone cuts him, if they're frustrated with him, please go ahead and scoop him up because this he kind of reminds me of uh, yeah, Jordan Junior. Um, I was thinking style-wise, yes, but kind of yeah. like Kevin Porter Jr., where he's they get, they have nothing to lose with getting him as many minutes as possible and just yes. not caring. At some about point, him. he's just going to be released. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's a great trade target. Low guy right now. Too. He's a trade target right now. Yeah, exactly. So I like looking at the plus-minus here, and he's actually seen a dip of one percent over the last seven days. So if that continues to fall, uh, please do. Chris is going to be playing forty minutes a game here. So. What's up with? Yeah, I, I mean, what, to Drake's point, like, what are you holding out for? What are you waiting for? Like, you're you're gonna get the worst record in the league, yeah. Whether you play him or not, and you need to play him. Yeah, get <laughs> so him just in minutes. Do it. What's going on with Killian Hayes? He's averaging 22 in the year. Um, um, he got in a fight, so he's suspended. Right. But why is he only 20 percent rostered? Is I guess is my question. It's he's, an he's interesting bad because he's, he's pretty good when he's yeah. Do we need to start? Like, can we rewind three years and start the Killian Hayes conversation? You guys had him, I think, as rookie of the year. That uh, that I, I did. Yeah. I, I don't want to throw John into that. I know I did. Um, but that's another. Yeah. I I do want to say again. I haven't watched much basketball this year, but I do own three Washington Wizards on my fantasy team. Uh, five and zero oh with that team. So I have been checking in on the Wizards, and I just watched them. They're Big Kuzma up, guy. What's up with Bradley Beal? He didn't play the other night. I don't know. Where is Mr. Beal? So he was just out that night? Or he's, he's missed a no, lot. He's been out a while. He had he had some like personal issues or uh, something. So I'm seeing a hamstring right now. Maybe he missed some time earlier. But um, this team is is really deep without Bradley Beal playing right now. If I if I filter here by the last few days, they have one, two, three, four, five, six. They have seven guys averaging over 23 fantasy points per game. Uh, I own Denny uh, Avdia, who has been uh, quite a bit of a surprise for me. Uh, he's he's kind of been inconsistent, but he does have the capability to put up, you know, some 30 points every now and then, uh, pretty often, actually. 
Um, so he's a guy that I like uh, on the end of my bench. Only 9% rostered, and, and he's been playing pretty well. Uh, there's Gafford averaging almost 30 points per game. Kuzma's been fantastic. And then uh, Porzingis, he's actually been staying real. Like, he's only been missing a game every night. Like, his overall output's been pretty fantastic if you ended up drafting him on a discount. I think he was yeah, he was a fourth-round pick this year, and, and he's performing uh, admirably. And then the Bucks couldn't contain Rui Achimura the other night, and he's a player that I think we've all owned Rui Achimura at some point over the last couple of years. He's finally a guy that he, it seems like he's starting to put it together and he's had a 30-point game and a 26-point game in his last three games. So he's a lot of fun uh, to watch. He's very versatile. So I just, I'm just i curious if Bradley Beal can stay healthy. Like, this team is flirting right there at 10. I think a Bradley Beal could potentially flip them up into, you know, the 7th or 8th seed, just a team to keep an eye on, I guess. Um, any other final thoughts there on the Wizards, or should we move to the West? So some interesting stuff I heard about Porzingis. Um, <laughs> so he was praising Luca early on in the season and was saying how uh, great Luca was. And then they uh, asked him, well, why didn't it work out? And the Mavs drafted him or traded for him to be like more of a defensive player and get those blocks and stuff. And mm-hmm. with his injuries, he could no longer do that. Mm. And that's why like you're seeing him succeed now because the Wizards don't ask him to do that. They're asking him to score, which yeah. is a great offensive player. But at the time, he was a great offense and defensive player. Right. So it just it was inter- it was kind of shocking to read like how he like openly admitted like I just was no longer the the, the second ball. piece. Yeah. Because Luca doesn't need a a second offensive piece. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, um, I did before we tonight. Before Bucks, we get Bucks Wizards just started and Beal is playing tonight, so. We'll, we'll, back. we'll take a peek at that. But I, I was going to say, before we get to the West, we did get a question in here. I don't know if Rave's in here still, but he was asking uh, Markel Fultz or Hayes. Let me just pull up the compare tool, and we'll see if we can get you guys an answer to the question. Um, any any thoughts on the magic while I'm getting this set up? I'd probably go Fultz. Uh, Fultz has been I, really I think good. Fultz is the safer play. Um, Fultz has been really good, and he's not suspended. So over the last uh, his suspension's up now though. Yeah, he should be back uh, either. I think they play tomorrow night. I think, yeah. or maybe not. Maybe they play in the fourth. But uh, uh, everything last... I see says Fultz. So let's see. I guess over the last thirty days, it's Fultz by about two points per game. Uh, they're averaging essentially the same amount of minutes. Uh, it looks like Fultz is a better rebounder. Killian gets one more assist per game, a little bit more steals from Markel Fultz, and then a little bit more scoring. So if you had to pick one, I think it's Fultz. Pretty easy here. Yeah, I mean, just a week-to-week thing, then definitely Fultz. Yeah. Um, Long-term, we can have a weird discussion about it. We love the weird discussions. But let's get into the West. Um, John, how much West have you watched this year? Do you want to start with the Nuggets, or should we uh, dive into the Grizzlies, who have been uh, – we've we've always loved the Grizzlies on this show. uh, But I think the Nuggets are a bit of a surprise right now, being the number one team in the West. Yeah, well, you got the back-to-back MVP. Nuggets probably deserve uh, you know best record. They probably deserve a little love. So, um, and that's your guy, Kyle. I think so. Yep. If you want to give him some flowers, I got I got Jokic and Murray. It's kind of a fun duo. Murray's kind of an asshole sometimes. He'll put up like fifteen fantasy points, but then there's some nights where he's a huge piece to their success. But it just seems like they're they're doing more with less which I think is is interesting. And Michael Porter Jr., uh, didn't he miss a good portion of the – yeah, he's, he's just getting yeah, back. Yeah, he, he missed a lot of time. I yeah, think. and so he's he's just getting back, and he kind of solidified them, but he's been pretty good for fantasy uh, so far. Drake's got uh, Michael Porter Jr. But then Aaron Gordon kind of having like a little renaissance uh, back to his magic days. He's starting to – I mean, you see some 45s, a 42, a 50. Like he's having a, a nice bounce back to kind of what he – I think he had a, a pretty disappointing year the last year. Uh, and then he's playing good ball this year. Uh, who Gordon is playing good ball this year. Yeah. It's just, pretty much in all of their, uh, games. And well, I mean, considering he was the 117th overall pick, a 10th round pick, and he's averaging 32 points, point yeah, eight on the year. He's, so a steal. he's been uh, a fantastic gem. And then you do have guys like Bruce Brown, who is a streaky player, but he gets a lot of minutes for them. Um, so he's, he's definitely under 20%, about 20% rostered. He needs to be picked up. 
And then uh, I don't know if you guys have, have had to pick up and drop the KCP so far this year, but uh, you'll, you'll get there at some point. But it's kind of like a, a four to five player team. Uh, and, and John, like, do you th- is this is this sustainable? Like, can can the Nuggets continue to play this well and 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 lock down the one seed in the West? I don't know if the one seed is sustainable, um, but I, I think this is like from a fantasy production standpoint. I do think this is kind of what you're looking at. This is what they. I don't necessarily agree with their roster construction, but Jokic just makes everything work. So it doesn't really matter what you put around him. He's going to facilitate an offense that is out of this world. And that's what they're doing with two power forwards and, uh, you know, hot and cold up and down point guards. So um, best record in the West, only four useful fantasy guys. Um, That says we might have a – to me that says the back-to-back MVP might be working his way towards three in a row because he is special and he continues to – Light it up across the board. I don't see any injury. I guess Jeff Green has he been doing anything for them? He hasn't played uh, for. He's just a bench piece. Uh, it, maybe the Nuggets are a team that is feeling pretty good about themselves, and they, and they go acquire a, 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 the a, Nuggets a, need a move. Yeah, I mean, they, they need a, a, they need a guy. Yeah, something that can help uh, push them over the top. But I, I like the Nuggets. They're they're fun to to keep tabs on. I've been watching their box scores and whatnot, but. Uh, did, let's let's move on quickly to the Grizzlies. Drake, have you been able to watch some John Morant this year? I have. I've, I've watched a lot of John Morant this and year. They, um, this ahead. team is probably right there with the Cavs as one of the most useful fantasy teams. Yeah. To mm-hmm. be honest, I mean, you have guys. Um, obviously, Morant's your top pick, but Stephen Adams. I mean. That's a guy that John and I have loved for many years. Um, he's only 52% rostered. Which 52% playing, rostered, and he in, is their second lead. Like, yeah. look at those averages. Like, if you're in a 10-man he's league, a man. he'd be out there. Um, <laughs> and then you back it up with Jaron Jackson Jr. Like, this is a team built just like the Cavs. They, and they have the, uh, the big guys. They have the rotational brand, Clark, when he's healthy. It's I love great. the two three guards here, Bain and Brooks and Jones. Yeah, and then you got Brooks coming in, um, Tyus Jones. We all used Tyus Jones last year. So I mean, this is a this is a good team. Zaire Williams, when healthy, even probably is a guy we pick up. I think I had Zaire. Yep. Multiple weeks last year, so I, I picked him up for about a week this week uh, this year. Didn't really pan out, and then they're they're not even using Xavier Tillman, who has been on our rosters in the past, especially last year when I think yeah. Brandon Clark and Jaren Jackson were in and out. Like we use Xavier Tillman, <laughs> they're they're not even scratching the surface of what this team can fully do. They're really deep and fun. Um, John looks like you have um, you don't have any of these guys. Oh, I, I saw Jai. Looks like Jake Phillips has. Freaking Hank's got four Grizzlies on this team. Yeah, he, he's went too deep. Yeah. He's got Adams, which is a, a big value. So yeah. I'm sure he didn't. Adams was a hell of a pick. Look at that round. A 10th round. So yeah. you're getting you're getting two back-to-back 10th rounders. That are... Yeah. Aaron Gordon and Steven Adams being some fancy values. So uh, I don't know what's going on with Brandon Clark. Been Bain. Like, he's the guy we've all added. It, well, Bain missed some time earlier in the year. He's just mm-hmm. getting eased back into the lineup now. So I think that kind of pushes guys like Tyus Jones and maybe even Zaire Williams out of the rotation a little bit. Uh, but this is, I mean, if I've, I'm filtering here by the last 15 days, you have six players averaging more than 20 fantasy points, a couple guys right on the fringe here. So, like, there's a legit, like, eight players that should be rostered on the Grizzlies. And I, I this is probably your number one seed in the West. I, I think by the end of it, as long as everyone stays healthy, unless John, do you have another team that could potentially take over the West? Well, I think the West is very much up for grabs. I mean, you have three teams up there that you know, and Grizzlies were two seed last year, but you just—it's not a—they're a, all kind of foreign to that situation being that high up the standings and then you have the kings up there kings never kings are never in the dance so it's just like you have a bunch of potential pretenders a bunch of you know haven't really been that high in the seedings before so you'd think theoretically the suns the warriors the blazers maybe not so much the blazers but the suns and the warriors could find a way to climb up the rankings a little bit or the standings um 
but yeah, I think the I think the Nuggets and the Grizzlies definitely have a great shot to to end this the, the season with the one seed. Um, I don't know, Mavericks. There's there's a lot of similar problems around the West. You have the Grizzlies, that's a really good team. You have the Pelicans, which is a really you know strong roster. The Kings, I guess, are actually kind of a strong roster. Um, but then you have the Nuggets, the Mavericks. You know, a little a little too top heavy. Um, can the rest of that roster keep them going, or is it just continu- continual Herculean efforts from Luca and Jokic, um, which s- seem like it could happen for a full season? So the Kings averaging 118 points per game. That's second to only the Celtics on the season. So let's can we take a peek at the Kings? I I, yes. I, I think over the past few years, like there was that one year where we're kind of like the Grizzlies are really underrated. They got a lot of guys like we've, we've kind of been on the Grizzlies on their come up. Uh, that, was, that was last year. The Grizzlies yeah. were like the number one. Uh, I think two years ago we, we were starting <laughs> to hit the Grizzlies. Yeah, I think two years ago we, we saw them, and and now yeah. you got you got Sacramento here. It, I've always had a weird soft spot for Sacramento. I just want them to be good because nobody else really gives a damn about them. Uh, but you got Sabonis, you got Aaron Fox, Kevin Herter's playing decent minutes. They got Harrison Barnes, Malik Monk. Uh, I don't know much about this Keegan Murray, but he is highly owned. Uh, and then he I is, what is uh, what was he the fifth overall pick? He played for Iowa. Someone, um, yeah. he's a ninth round fantasy pick. Very good, very good pro. Um, he's he's looking to be pretty settled in here. So they have, I mean, it's again, it's it's highly consolidated with Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox, but they get contributions from Herder and Barnes. Uh, everyone knows Malik Monk tends to dabble with a big game every now and then. Uh, but I don't see a lot of depth. But they're not even really relying on Davion Mitchell, Rashawn Holmes. There's there's some decent pieces here. Uh, I'm just curious if they can maintain. That 118 points per game, John. Did you have you watched any Sacramento Kings games this year? Yeah, I've watched the Kings play a little bit. Um, yeah, I think I think it's very similar to like kind of what we discussed with the the Nets. You have your your, your two hitters. They're gonna everything runs through them. They touch the ball every single time down the floor. Every possession outside of like random fast breaks. Um, Herter and Barnes, Monk, you know, these guys are hitting threes on the perimeter. You know, they're making a little bit happen, but overall they're just kind of being recipients of, you know, two really good passers. Sabonis is an amazing, you know, outside of Jokic, he might be the next best passer as a big man in the NBA. And Fox is obviously, you know, really moved up the chain as a, as a point guard and a floor general and leading a team. So, um, but uh, I, I think, I think, you know, unlike the Nets, you have a little more use utility out of your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh guy. You have maybe not that far down, but you're you know down to your fifth guy. You have a little more um, contribution, a little more regularly from the others. So um, I think you have a little more depth than the Nets, but otherwise, pretty much two top heavy guys. Um, Drake, did you have any thoughts on the Kings, or should we? Uh, hop into another team. We got about ten. We got about ten minutes left in the show. Yeah, let's hop into another team. Uh, John did an excellent job there. Yeah. Shout out to Aiden. Yeah. Good evening to Aiden, man. We've been waiting for you. Yeah. Glad to have you back. But Drake, if you could pick a, a West team that's been interesting for you. I mean, how do we not talk about the Pelicans? Oh, we already talked about the Pelicans. We didn't. No, we didn't, we didn't really Pelicans. Get the Pelicans. Let's talk about the Pelicans. Pels deserve some love, you know. All right, so starting with McCollum. Look at that. Yeah. That's a fucking bingo card. <laughs> um, so you got, um, let's see, over the last uh, 15 days, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven dudes averaging more than 20 fantasy points. You have another guy, Willie Hernan Gomez, at about 18. So there, this is a team, and I'm, I'm, you can see there's some free agents here, like Najee Marshall, Jackson. Jackson Hayes, remember him last year? We were all playing him. Um, he's kind of inconsistent with the minutes, but when he gets minutes, man, he's going to put up some 30-point bangers. Yeah. So I'm just going to tap that for later. Um, Zion being out really helps Jackson Hayes a lot. Yeah. So he's uh, he's going to be reevaluated in three weeks, huh? Um, that just came out. That came out today, uh, the third. Yeah, he got hurt in their game on Monday. Yeah. Oh, he's out again. Wow. Okay. Spring yeah, strain. So CJ McCollum. Yeah. I mean, he's been. And he was a fourth round. You got him in the fourth round. So this yeah. is this is pretty easy. He's as as advertised. I mean, um, look, buckets. Um, well, how does he keep? How does 
how does Jonas keep? Uh, it seems like he's Jonas is a yeah. Jonas is Stephen Adams. That's why yeah. that was the funniest trade in basketball history because they switched Valanciunas for Stephen Adams. <laughs> it was just same beard, just longer hair for the other guys. Yeah, it was like um, same dude. And then uh, different name. So, you guys have um, on Herbert. I don't know about Herbs. Uh, does John know anything about Herbs? Herbert Jones is awesome, um, but uh, he's a he's a second year, second year player, um, kind of an under the radar guy, uh, which is validated by the fact that Drake, a big NBA head, doesn't know much about him. Yeah. Um, but which is no disrespect to either person. Um, Jonas, though, you know, I, 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 they look the same. They put up similar stats, but you're you're disrespecting the hell out of Jonas. Is I am, I am, I am. Jonas is yeah, much better Jonas, offensive player. Jonas is a really talented shooter for a big yeah. guy. Is it me um, or does he look like the middle Kelsey brother? He, he definitely, definitely looks like a Kelsey brother. He's the taller, like Kelsey brother. He apps, yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Kelsey. <laughs> yes, Jonas Kelsey. But it, but if you had to choose someone to win in a a fight, would you pick Stephen Adams or Jonas? You're taking the Grizzly Man. I'll take Adams. Yeah, Adams is just. I don't know. I, if I think Jonas would that. Jonas would give him good good business, but but Adams is. I'd take Adams in, over anybody in the NBA. I think. Uh, is there anyone in the NBA you would take like over anybody? Who? I think I would just take him over anybody. Right? Yeah, I'm probably. I challenge you in a fight. It was like I got Stephen Adams. I've seen some. Uh, maybe, maybe only Matt Bame in in the Royal Rumble. Maybe would be the only person who. If could Matt Bame showed up in Royal Rumble gear, yeah, Stephen Adams is scared. <laughs> you would see it, yeah, so so that's Kyle well. set the season before it even started. That's fucked up. What are you talking about? You yeah. set the season that Matt Bain was going to win the league. I just, I had a just, just before with video. your, your <laughs> match, King of the Rumble. Yeah. That kind of confidence. We couldn't, we couldn't quell that fire once no. you lit it, Kyle. I got third place in the, the Rumble and I felt terrible. It's not, uh, it's not fun. Fantasy football sucks. I don't know why we play it. It's, it's usually not. It, it's Fantasy more, basketball is so much more fun. Because it's so and easy. And we should not. It's so smooth. attention to the fellowship. Yeah, you, you don't have much of a headache with fantasy b-ball because there's something yeah, every day, so you can just forget about yesterday and move on to the next day. My heart doesn't hurt um, when I lose to Pele. <laughs> okay. Um, looks, football. Like, looks like Aiden threw a question in there for us. Let me just type these guys in there. I don't know if you guys can read that. If you want to, Can we ask Aiden when he became a Jaguars fan? Because last last year was the, the Portland Ah, yeah, he's he's always been Portland, but uh, he's been, I think he's been a Jags fan for for a while, and he's finally. finally Where's Aiden located? Um, that's a good question. But I'm, I'm very confused up. with the uh, the Portland and Jaguar thing. Um, so Quentin Grimes, Rui Achimura, Tim Hardaway Jr. start bench cut all guys averaging about twenty five to twenty seven points per game. Uh, Quentin Grimes. I think we'll keep Grimes. I mean, he's got the minutes. So 36, 36 with, 37, right? 48. That's that's pretty sexy right now. Isn't is RJ Barrett hurt? Yes, RJ Barrett's out. He uh lacerated his finger, whatever the fuck that means. Okay, that that could be I a cut my finger on a potato peeler the other day. I'm fine. You so lacerated you, yourself. Are you day to day? No, I'm still balling. You're still balling. Okay. Uh, and then you got you got Tim Hardaway Jr., who's getting just as many minutes, but I don't know if he's as as sexy of a, as as an upgrade here. But the minutes are are really attractive. I just I don't I know. I think you roll with Grimes here. Yeah. So we're gonna start Grimes. Do we do we cut Rui Achimura then? He's yeah. kind of the last man. Yeah, we, we here. cut Rui. Um, so keep Tim Hardaway. He's a vital piece of the Mavs. And then Rui Achimura. I know we were talking him up earlier, but uh, he's a guy that's coming on hot. So if you can hold on to him, please hold on to him, especially in deeper formats. Um, but uh, let's see. So uh, Aiden says he hates all Boston teams, and then uh, went to his Dame. first Jacksonville game, and he's always been a fan. He's been a Dame fan. Does not know why. So there's that. Fair enough, man. Love it. Thanks but, for joining. Uh, I'm, I'm. We're all rooting for the Jags. I think on Saturday yeah. evening, right? Yeah, absolutely. Are. I think everyone's kind of a Jags fan uh, at this point of the season. The, uh, the the Jags and the Lions were my sleeper playoff teams this year. Well. You gotta forget one of those, buddy. You're going to the Sunday night game. You gotta. We're all going to the Sunday night game. 
We're all going to the Sunday night game. Let's go. Well, let's not meet up at all. <laughs> I, yes, please. Let's not meet up. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's text during let's, the game. We'll just jump into we'll it. Send a like picture. It's uh, all separate. So with this being our first show technically of the year, like we're going to try and shoot for maybe one or two of these a month going forward whenever we can get them done. Uh, I'm going to continue to do a live show at least once a week. So anytime you guys want to hang out, uh, we'll, we'll sync up and do that. But with uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be jumping on. Yeah. Um, but so it's it's we're at the hour now. Um, Drake, did you have any final thoughts, anything that you're excited about for the rest of the season? Uh, anything on your mind? Um, fantasy basketball wise, because all my football teams have disappeared. Uh, Kyle is destroying me this week. I Mitchell go off for 71 points and I'm still going to lose. So heads off to Kyle. Like dude's got Tuesday games. You don't have any Tuesday games. I I had to pick up, pick up Carter. Ah, okay. Well, you got, you got man. Um, looks and like Pele I spanked me last week. Well, you got the Josh. Pele's due. He's, he's he puts effort into it, but my, my brother's team is is garbage. Yeah. Um, did I lose connection there for a little bit? Okay. Um, but any anything you're looking forward to for the NF like for the NBA coming up here? Now that we're fully removed from football, we can kind of yeah. I, I think this is going to be a very competitive uh, East, and uh, where the standings are right now, I think they probably lie that way. Like we didn't even get to talk about. Like I have Joel Embiid here on the screen. He's the fourth best fantasy player uh, this season. We didn't even get to talk about him. Um, so we'll have more updates on on teams that we didn't talk about tonight in future shows. Uh, but John, what are we excited about besides Packers, Lions, and the Jags uh, this weekend? Uh, as far as NBA goes, uh, just look at this league, dude. You got you got. I'm, I'm gonna. You got Shea Gillis on Alexander and Trey Young and Anthony Edwards and Lamelo Ball and James Harden all kind of sniffing 50. But you got, what, two, four, six, eight, ten guys scoring over 50 points a game. And it's just a, what a what a cool range of players. I mean, you've got your kind of young, up-and-coming, dominant players, of course. But you've also got LeBron, who's still doing it. You've got Sabonis and Randall kind of coming out of nowhere a little bit. Um, Anthony Davis is, you know, not as – big of a thing to celebrate because he's missed half the year but um and the rest of the guys on this list you know any of the 45 and above really it's just super impressive and i don't know some of these guys are you know playing through injuries some of these guys are um you know just not in their not in their zone yet so some of these guys could be you could even see higher numbers from some yeah. of them as the year goes on so it's just the league is just filled to the over filling with talent we, we're talking about we're joking about victor Wembanyama and you know a little earlier but like you know there's more talent coming it's just that it's nba is in a great place so that's what, what i'm excited about that's fantastic i think you're kind of seeing a, like the NBA kind of hit a reset button after like the, the the power trio days of teams trying to get the big three and whatnot. That seemed like the last decade. That's what teams were after. But um, now you're looking at teams kind of build through the draft and go get one piece in the free agency. You're seeing teams with just well, we kind of highlighted a couple teams that just have like the two studs, and then they just kind of fill out the rest of the roster with four or five good pieces. And I, I think that's kind of elevating the NBA now to where. And I even noticed it in our NBA draft or a fantasy draft. Round one, there's like there's like four or five studs, right? But then it felt like round one leaked into round two, and those all, all those guys are averaging you know 40, 45 points per game. So there's a lot more uh, second tier. I think the second tier of NBA talent got bigger this year, which is is just good for uh, for fantasy, for NBA, for everything in general. So uh, I like looking to see that. And uh, I don't know. That's it. Any final thoughts before we get out of here for the night, guys? Happy New Year. Overall, that was a that was a good take. Yeah, it's starting to level out. You know, we had that surge of big three, but like even look at the Warriors. Yeah, they had two top picks they drafted, and now they're kind of in that slow phase out. They got to realize. realize I mean, you have your shot, so take it. But I don't think teams are going after that and i think maybe the james harden thing is what sent teams the other way yeah 
paying but for these. Even the Anthony Davis trade, that's going to come back and bite the Lakers right now. You're seeing teams pay high prices and high draft capital for things yeah. and they're not working out. There's been a lot of swings and misses, especially looking at the Harden and the Davis case. Like at least at least Davis brought a championship to LA, but that that, yeah. that was the sacrifice. Now they're in kind of a purgatory. So you're seeing more like player to player trades. Like look correct. at the Cavs trade for Mitchell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Included Sexton and um, included Markinen and then future picks, but nothing was like top five or anything like that. So we didn't even we didn't even talk about marketing with his new team. So we'll, we'll, we're going to get into more. We're going to talk about the Jazz next week. The yeah, jazz is fun. Uh, we got a lot more to get yeah. into. But before we sign off here, start bench cut. Are you keeping Adams, Fultz, or Oladipo? Stephen Adams. I'm assuming that Stephen yeah. Adams. I don't uh, I'm keeping. I'm starting Adams. I'm benching yeah. Fultz, and Oladipo can go. Can go do what he does. Come yacht on Miami Beach. <laughs> Yeah, Adams is starting, um, and then Fultz were we're, we're benching. And yeah. uh, but here's a question for you before we sign off, Aiden: Adams versus Fultz and Oladipo, they're together in in the in in the Royal Rumble. Who comes out? You know, who comes out alive? Well, Depot is gonna like break in half as soon as Adams. Puts yeah, Adams wins that. Depot is the chair. Adams <laughs> wins that with one hand. With one flick, Oladipo <laughs> has a bruised quad or something. So, uh, I think that's a pretty Fair safe enough. answer. It's but, easy, that's an easy question. <laughs> but anyways, that's gonna do it for tonight. We'll be back uh, next week. If you guys want to hang out with us, always subscribe. Yeah. Check out all the other videos that we put out. And uh, thank you for your time. We'll see you guys later. Peace. Mm-hmm.